Good evening, everybody. Hey. Hey. This is going to go out, uh, obviously, this evening now that you're listening to it. We are just we decided to go ahead and pump this out tonight because I promised somebody a podcast they had asked a question, um, which is a good question. It's great for a, a topic, although this is a, going to be a directed personal podcast, too, for somebody. Um, our dear, dear family that we have out in west coast out in the west coast with sabrina and her daughter abby mm-hmm. her head ass oh my god well first let me tell the story okay so sunday is my birthday and they had sent uh, they had sent me some birthday presents which you guys i can't tell you how much i love this family they're the sweetest family ever Oh, we and, just love them. And definitely, they are a number one uh, key component in this, our ministry. I mean, they, they're just really so important to us. So anyway, um, they had sent me some some birthday gifts. And uh, inside of the box, I guys, I lost it. Like, inside, it was, like, like by far I the mean, cutest thing on earth. I still, and I was telling... I was telling her mom, I was like, I still cannot process what happened. But in the box was a card from Abby. And Abby knew that I had been in the hospital and been really super sick. So she wrote this handwritten card and had put money in the card for me. This is because you know that... um, that uh, I need it. I don't have it right here with me, but I know what it says. It just says that because that you need it more than I do. And I was like, I was Heart just melted. like, <laughs> I, I can't, I couldn't, the floor. I couldn't process what I read yeah. and what I saw. And no. I still can't like the fact that that type of child would have that type of Christ-like attitude and heart and that like, and so, you know, ex- and her mom explained to me, she's like, this is something that she did 100% on her own that she felt like she needed to do. Yep. And she has this little job where she works with her grandpa. Yeah. Which this is so adorable. Like, that's how much, like, I just, I stood there almost like shaking. I just was like, I don't even know, like, oh my gosh. Yeah. My, and, and then being a parent. And the fact that it was a little child, like, uh, and me being me, it was, <laughs> it was too much for my heart. I even wrote back. I was like, dude, I got to watch my blood pressure. And my <laughs> blood pressure is emotionally triggered. And I felt like I was going to have a heart attack. It was so cute. Like, I was just, oh, my gosh. So I promised her that I would, um, I was like, oh, my gosh, sweetie. I was like. What can I do for you? That is the sweetest thing ever. Ask me a question or like what? Something. We'll talk about something. And uh, so she asked me a question, which we'll get to. But before I get to it, of, of course, this is how this world sucks sometimes, right? Today, the poor thing was dancing in her living room and fell and couldn't get up. 
She's okay. I'm, I'm literally as we're recording this podcast, I'm talking to her mother, and it um, it was a horrible, scary, scary situation for the mom because I mean her child's just like lay in there and she passed like, like you were fine playing and out, dancing like playing in the room, dancing. and now you can't get up, and then now you can't get up. So horrible pain. Freaking out. So I'm talking to her mom right now, but um, she uh, luckily they dodged a bullet. And they think that it could be she had torn her ACL or broke, her, you know, dislocated the knee. They don't really know for sure yet. They have to kind of wait until. Yeah. But so it's going to be a little bit of pain. But they did take her to the um, to the doctor to, to check it out. And I guess now she um, she just it's it's too painful to walk or do anything. Poor thing. Yeah. So um, this is like, of course. That child who did something so Christ-like and so sweet, a child, you know, like, ha, ah. and then the, I say, just tries to knock it down, like the world just knocks it down. That just literally knocks it down. And I, that's what I told, I just told her mom a few minutes ago, I was like, it's, be, you know, she did something nice, and, and of course, it's just like, just like the world to have that happen you know it's just that there's there's that spiritual battle we as believers that we face and i paul is not talking about a demon around the corner in context when i quote romans when he says that you know um you know, i can't i can't stop doing evil evil is always around the corner no matter what even when i'm trying to do good in context that's not what he's saying here but in theory in the idea anytime that you do something we do know that we fight our spiritual battle a, a real life spiritual battle we do know that the the devil's in it, the devil and his minions are you know there's a spiritual war going around us and he is a always attempting to get us to fail and to fall and to reject god that never stops we're we're sealed with spirit so it definitely we it fights him off but that still doesn't mean he doesn't try and uh it seems things like this you know little things where it's just so stupid you know it's so weak Mm -hmm. it's like what a little child that was doing something sweet that's as good as you got like yeah. that is the weakest that's the weakest thing ever but so we know that you know these these things i want to be careful how i say it too because i don't want people to think that like just because you do something good means that you're gonna go get that you're getting attacked that's not what oh, I'm yeah, saying. Absolutely not. that's <laughs> definitely not what i'm saying so i don't want people to have that but it's like i don't have nothing. no absolutely not don't have that perception but there is a reality to the ugliness of the world and the fact that even a child would fall and get hurt like that and have something, you know, um, happen like that. That's just, it's sad. And it happens, but it doesn't help as a parent. And especially after, I'm way more sensitive about it now too, after you get just the most kind-hearted, Christ-like thing that I think one of the, that I've ever, I mean... I'm always humble. I in new ways, I'm always just taken back and sat down, you know. And I just man. So 
It's so sad. I was so excited to do this like little little message for her because, like I said, it's her question is not is definitely not one that I've only gotten from her. It's adults ask this question. Sure, so. but then just to have all this happen, and just then to have like, a child oh ask this type of question too is just mind blowing. What this question yeah. is. Uh, she asked, "How do you know the voice of God? Like, how can you how do, how can you hear God?" And How do you know that God's talking to you? Right. Like, what is it? And obviously, um, you know, I made sure and clarified. I was like, okay, the question is definitely not what does he audibly sound like? It's definitely sure. like, how do we know how he speaks to us? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's funny is the reason why she asked this question, too, is because they listen to our podcast, like, faithfully, like the family mm-hmm. does. And, uh, or one of the reasons, I guess, was because my situation in the hospital and I talked about how I could hear God so clear. I knew he was speaking to me. I knew that he was, you know, definitely teaching to teaching me and making me go through a process. She goes, well, how do you know? How do you know How do you know that? You know, and she goes, I think that your, your experience would, you know, it would offer, you know, it'd be a good question because of what you experienced in the hospital to answer people. Like, that is brilliant. Yes, yeah. That is absolutely brilliant to, um, yeah, because that's very true. Um, my Throughout my time in the hospital, I defi- I felt God speak uh, to me, you know, clear as bell. And it, it, audibly, no. I don't know what he sounds like. I assume he sounds like a he- Hebrew, but that's just Jesus. And so, and he was Hebrew, so. He's not Southern he's got, so, Yeah, he's not Southern cowboy. But I no, I don't. I didn't audibly hear it, and unfortunately, there's people in their very town that they live in, in that church, that actually believe that Jesus Christ actually comes and speaks to them, and, he, and you can actually hear his voice, and you know what he sounds like, and he goes and tells you to do all these things, and that's how you know. It's like, nope, that's not how it works. But as far as for us today is, is how God speaks to us, we know, I guess the important answer, uh, one of the most important scriptures that we can go to to answer this question would be to Hebrews 1 1 and 2. Uh, I'll go ahead and read it. It's long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by the Son, whom He appointed the heir of all things, through whom also created the world. You know, I'm going to go ahead and, and read more here so I can put it a little bit more into context. He is a radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for his sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. So, okay, what does all that mean? When it says that long ago, in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. So, and yes, in the Old Testament, we have many examples of God speaking to people. So, uh, just like Abraham, it's clear that Abraham clearly spoke with a non-realized Jesus. Yep. So... What did God speak? What did God sound like in the Old Testament? Well, he sounded like Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So that's audibly that's what he sounded like. But he also spoke in 
many dramatic ways and it was always a very you knew when god spoke it wasn't a question it was a thunderous it was fire it was it was serious there was a whirlwind there was you know how look at how it, it describes how the lord answered job and job yeah through a whirlwind it breaks down to you know can break down to tornado and I don't know if you've ever heard that people describe. I'm sure people that have listened. Yeah, it wasn't just it. like this soft little like chit chat yeah, voice. No, that, like, this is like a loud, powerful. You know, whatever, how, whatever Job heard. I don't know, but it was loud and it was powerful, um, and it was non mistakable. So, you know, it, it, and and that's not that's not what the question was. Um, but that's how God did speak in the but but how to answer it that's what makes it important though is because in the New Testament he speaks to us through Christ. Well, Christ lived and as we read here in Hebrews, right? He ascended and sat at the right hand of the Father. So everything that Jesus had to say to people he said to people during his ministry here on earth and said to the apostles right and then ascended and that's to us he didn't and then gave john the revelation later on but after that it was clear that he didn't have anything else to say we're in an age of grace and that he we know through revelation that he's going to return soon yep and putting that all together with the whole rest of scripture we know that he's coming soon so there's nothing that he has to say to us, and there's no dramatic way that the Lord is going to communicate with us. But how does he communicate with us? Through the Holy Spirit. We have the indwelling. We actually have the a piece of God inside of us, which as far as fallen humans who have sinned and are completely apart from God, God literally exited us, right? He left us. But the Holy Spirit has given us the ability to have that peace of God while he's gone. So we're connected, you know, to give, since this is a child's podcast, you know, um, I, I don't have any problem kind of giving the idea of it's kind of like the E.T. idea where, you know, you're connected to the mothership, right? Sure, you are, yeah. Um, like I said, there's there's a child listening to this, so I don't know if this ch- this child's ever seen ET, but I know a lot of people out there have, and you get this idea that um, you know you're connected to something, you have a piece of this is not your home, you're looking to go and, and be with that. And that's kind of like the idea of the spirit, because he gives the spirit willingly, but the spirit is a piece of God that doesn't belong without God, and that's what Romans eight describes as this whole yearning and this whole wanting to be reunited with this. We have the spirit that does not belong here. And we get it as a guarantee. It's God's spirit, of course, but it doesn't belong in a fallen state. It doesn't belong away from God. It belongs to be in complete unity and complete perfection with God. So anything other than that is like a fish out of water for it, uh, and so to speak. Not, you know, we, we have to be careful with how we think about it because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. But in thinking about in our, in our fallen form here, 
in the fact that we know that this is looking for a, a, a final regeneration, a final reconciliation of all things. We know that this period is, is kind of just a, a lost period looking for our creator. And that's what the effects of having the spirit is, is just having this powerful connection, direct connection to God. Knowing the Old Testament and what this took to even have access to pray, to even speak to God. Um, you had to go through this huge long process to even be, to even speak to him. But we literally have cut the line and gone right into the holy place. And we have that access 24 so The holy place is inside of us now. And that is just to the Jews. That's why a lot of this is just mind-blowing. They can't comprehend it because, I mean, that's near blasphemous. Because that would almost be like comparing yourself with God. Because if you, you are the temple, then wait a minute. God's in the temple. Well, yeah, exactly. So the fact there's so much that was done through Christ that if you don't, that's, what's, that's why knowing Hebrew and, and, and knowing the Jewish culture is extremely important because you realize how much Christ did really accomplish um, to be able to have this access to a holy God. I mean, this isn't just something that, um, this is something that people had a long process to go through. So it's, it's, it's an awesome benefit that we have and we is we know that when we understand it that this holy spirit leads us through everything in our lives and it it become the more the more spiritual you get and the stronger that you get spiritually and the more that you get to know him the more clear you can you can be led by the spirit and you can hear and understand things so god speaks to us we know that god's we know that god's word later on in hebrews 4 when god the god's word says that it's living and active so that means that it's alive it speaks to us when we read it and we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, and we read God's Word, we understand to it, and we connect to it, and we hear God through that. Because we're making that almost that connection there between, you know, the actual, the Spirit's leading you to the physical action of opening up His Word and reading and attempting to understand it. And then the Spirit also kicks in to help you understand what you're reading. And to speak to you through that. That's why a lot of times, you know, that's why it's so important to become discerned and understand the Bible and understand what you're reading. Because, yeah, you know, it's a, it's definitely a, you wouldn't, you technically, you would classify it as almost a supernatural experience. You know, your eyes don't roll back and, you know, anything yeah. like that. <laughs> but it is a supernatural experience. It, reading in the spirit um, is something that is you get more spiritually and and just more knowledge, you know, just more stronger. You start eating this this solid food. You get fed the solid food, and you start eating it more. It's not. It definitely doesn't 
speak to you any new thing. Okay, because this, you know, there's there's nothing new. What was said was already said. Jesus already wrote it, and it doesn't. It wasn't written only directly to you. But that doesn't mean that there's still not that God won't speak to you through His Word. Of course, He does. But that's where it's important to have that separation and understand where you don't fit. You know, I, I always make that that saying like, "You're not David." That's so you can't place yourself in, in, in David's shoes and go, okay, Lord, now what? No, 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 no. You don't go at the Bible with anything because the Bible knows your intentions. God's Word knows your intentions. Hebrews 4 again. Knows what you're going for at it. So you go to it open and empty, and then that's when the Holy Spirit kicks in and He takes you through it. And this is where you read it and you're like, Okay, thank you. And usually it's just hard-hitting stuff. Usually it's not stuff, you know, it's not going to tell you have a, how to have a successful day. It's going to tell you what's wrong in your life and show you how to fix it and humble you and bring you to servitude to other people and things like that. Um, for me, my personal experiences of just of how we know is it's it's just it's clear God will bring things to you however he does um for me sometimes it's only by the verse of the day in the morning right I'll I'll get the verse of the day in the morning on my phone and sometimes I go to the verse of the day but as I go to the verse of the day it'll prompt me to a couple other things and I'll look on that, and I'll go, oh, okay, that's cool, whatever. Don't think about it. Later on in the afternoon, I'll come across something. I go, you know what? That was in the ver Okay, thank you. I get it now. Yep. I'll come across something that I had seen earlier in the day. And I'm like, okay, that's not coincidence. Because there's no such thing as coincidence. Especially when you're in Christ. There's, there's absolutely no... No such thing. You can't be overly, you know. That's why I'm trying to explain this because you can't be overly crazy with it. And you know, God spoke to me this vision today. No, he he probably did not. <laughs> uh, I, it's he, not what we mean. He has the ability, but he he probably did not do what you're saying. You definitely did not see Jesus. Okay, you. I know you didn't. He does not speak to us. Okay, like that. Okay, that's. By way of that's, appearing and yeah, showing up in your room and talking to you. That's not to say that he can't, but he does not speak to us that way, to us that way anymore whatsoever. If so, you would be a very exclusive person because this has not happened since it's happened to the Apostle John when he wrote Revelation. Like that's the last time that anything like that is going to happen. Yeah, everybody won't be seeing him again until he comes back. And you, you have to understand why that can't happen. It's because right now, Jesus, if you is crowned, he, he is at the right-hand side of the Father. He has taken his authority. So he is not nice, sweet Jesus that just is like, hey, I have this sweet message for you. Yeah. No, robe dipped in blood Jesus is the next Jesus that we're going to see. 
Jesus second coming where he slays his enemy yeah that is the next Jesus that we're going to see there's no no little I gave you a message um I'm not the judge of you know if you if you claim to have seen something I'm not your judge um and I'm, again, I'm not saying that God can't do it, but biblically, that claim doesn't have a backing to it. And I think it's a dangerous claim to make, even though, you know, I don't mean to call anybody a liar if you, you know, if you think this or anything like that. But I, I would perhaps think that maybe this was more of like a, uh, have a dream that you may have had or, or maybe even, a, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't discredit the fact that maybe you did think that you see something, but is act, having the actual uh, Lord and Savior appear to you and speak to you, that's not biblical, and you wouldn't survive if that happened. Yeah. Was it's your face not, glowing? Did you have to cover your face yeah, you to understand keep from that it? Did you he fall is to a, the ground? You understand that he is the holy God as well. He's not. He's. We have to have to watch that. But so we know that it's not going to be like that. Um, but anything that the spirit takes you through that you can weigh with scripture is exactly how you know that the Lord speaks to you. And like I said, with like sometimes the way that it happens to me is that I'll run across something. Or usually I'll podcast when I get like enough. I'll get three of the same questions in the day. That's happened to me before. That's good talking to Multiple you. times. I'll get three messages or three emails from three separate people that have no idea about that each other is asking me the exact same question. And I go... Okay, Lord, you're speaking to me. You're telling me, yep, this is what you're working on today. Well, because there's no such thing as coincidence. There's not. Coincidence what, yeah. is just when God stays silent on something. Mm -hmm. Or how many times has there been something where I've kind of had a feeling about something, like, or a thought that I just, like, cannot get out of my own head. And then I'll finally mention it to you and you'll be like, oh my gosh, I wasn't going to say anything, but I've totally been feeling that and I didn't know what to do with it. So then we're like, okay, God, we hear you. Yep. You were pressing this onto both of us and maybe we're like, eh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Is this just a thought I'm having or, you know, whatever. I'm just not too sure about it. You kind of like roll it around and then something else will happen and it's like, okay. You'll run into someone who asks that question. You'll run into someone else who's like, yes, I was just doing that same thing and I didn't know what to do with it. Yep. You know, these these little things happen. And again, it's not just chance and coincidence because mm -hmm. that doesn't exist. And I shared it a little bit in my first podcast that I did that I was back from the hospital. But this whole hospital stay for me is actually was God answering a prayer for me mm -hmm. um I, and i had talked about it in the one podcast but days before this whole thing happened i had i was having a real rough time and i um you know i i, I had a serious prayer with god i was just like listen 
there's a lot of things going on in my life right now that I need help with and that are wrong and I'm not sure what to do. Yeah. I'm like one of them being this health situation. I got to get my health back up. Like this sucks. I'm, this is not me. I'm not, I haven't been able to be me. And I hate that. Like I'm an active person. I enjoy, you know, doing these things and being able to do these things. And I have trouble sitting. I have trouble standing. I can't sleep. I can't eat. I'm just, you know, all these different things. So I'm like, I've got to get this right. And I know I had been doing some things and dragging on some things. Right. I knew it. And I knew that I had been doing, needed to do some stuff better. And it's so funny because I always was like, I don't want to end up in the hospital. I don't want to do this. You have the craziest phobia I have the craziest hospital phobia. I do. Oh my gosh. I do. I was terrified of them. And I'm like, Lord, I do not. I'm like, I do not want to end up in the hospital. But I wanted to get health right first. You know, I was just trying to get this, whatever. Of course, I had to go to the emergency room a couple, you know, the first time a while ago. Um, you know, I guess I was here, Richard, the first time with the rib thing that I had mm-hmm. gone in a long time. Um, so that I kind of got over the little phobia of that real quick. But I, anyway, the part of the prayer was seriously, and I was at the end of the prayer, I was just like, I put all this to your feet. I am done. I'm done with it. And then within days, I get sick. Yeah. And guess what? You know what was funny is I watched myself go through every single situation that I did not want to go through. But guess what? I laid everything at his feet. I did. And I told okay. him that. And I said, I take it, I give it to you, you deal with it. And usually I posted that thing in the in the in our Facebook group. It says, usually he says, No, you deal with it. I'm here for you. That's pretty much what he did. Yeah. But at the same time, he did it because he's the one that got got me sick enough to send me to the hospital. He, not him. I, okay, so please, you're listening to this podcast. Don't message me. God did not, God did not sicken me. I did that to myself just fine. Thank you. Okay, but the timing of the way that everything happened in this was just to, um, you know, like I said, I, I felt God speaking to me very clearly during this whole thing, um, because like I said, within the next day, the next day, I fell just absolutely cannot move ill. And by, I, th- I lasted, what, how long did I last feeling like that? Not very long. Not, but like, was it a day or two? Yeah, yeah. Or was it three days? I don't remember. I don't remember exactly. They're all kind of blurring together. I don't remember. It was. It <laughs> was kind of blurring was, together. At this I point. was. It was horrible. Well, no, it was a while because I hadn't been able to work for two weeks. Mm-hmm. But then it turned worse. That after that specific prayer, yeah, I when it got it was like, like, oh like when gosh, I had yeah. it, and I was like that for a few days. After that, and then the by that by the one night of whatever day that it was that I ended up in the emergency room again, and they looked at me and they're going, "Yep." this you're gonna have to go to surgery because it's super bad and i'm sitting there at first time they they sent me he goes okay we're gonna send you for and i never go to the hospital anyway he goes you're gonna send me for an ultrasound to see what's going on in the you know your ribs like i've never had an ultrasound before Mm -hmm. i've never been 
you know, oh my gosh, they're talking about IVs here pretty soon. I've never had an IV. I've never, like, I've never had any of this stuff. And I'm sitting there just, and I can feel, I can feel God's presence. I'm not, I'm not necessarily, I'm calm. I'm de I literally deathly ill. Don't feel good. But I'm calm. And I'm just like, I'm going to have to go through this. I can't believe this is happening. Then he walks in, tells me it's my gallbladder, but it's super bad, super inflamed, and they have no hospital beds there. They can't do the surgery at the hospital, so they're gonna. Be, but because of how bad it is, they want to ambulance me. Of course, you know, then they wouldn't let. It, um, they didn't want to let us drive up there. They were gonna make us wait, but they ended up fighting for us to be able to do it and save a thousand bucks. So I guess that's good. But. <laughs> um, uh, I remember getting in the car to go up there to Asheville to surgery. This whole time going, okay, this is the way that you've decided to do it. This is the way that you decided to do it. I didn't want it this way, but okay. And then it was just like every, everything. I went into everything just so calm and everything I went into, I went into so smooth and nothing that I went into was smooth at all. It went after after that transfer and after we got up to Asheville is when it took a turn for like, it was just awful. But during that whole process, going through all these things that I'd never been through before, some most of them some of them alone because Heidi wasn't Heidi had a wedding and wasn't able to do it but I was I had the most amazing people nurses doctors and they would say little things to me at moments when they Just would come in stuff. and I've this was a like I said this is supposed to be a surgery that was but in and you know, in and out the same day surgery that I, it was gallbladder, normal gallbladder surgery, was. That turned it out in being a five day nightmare. With multiple serious complications, it wasn't just a simple gallbladder. So, but during this whole, this whole time period, they would come in and say little things to me. And I was like, oh my God, that's directly from God. Just little things. Just little, little right? things, you know, that they would say. Um, I can't, I, I can think of one specific at the very last day. And I shared this on the, um, talking to the surgeons. Um, but they, he, there was one of them that busted out a Bible verse. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so if somebody busts out of, out of nowhere and it fits so well where it was placed, I just, I looked at it and I was just like, wow, the Lord is speaking through this whole thing. And he gave me so much time to think in there. And thinking in pain is like one of the coolest things ever. Because it so focuses your thoughts. You know, like, you just, 
I was like, I just knew where I had been wrong. And that's how you know God speaks to you. Is usually it's, he's usually fixing you. And it's usually, um, it's usually, it's where he's pointing out to you in your life where you're wrong. It, it, it's, it sounds negative, but it's loving. You know, you can just feel he's strengthening you. He's attempting to make your life better. It's just, it, it's just a process. Everything with God is a process. He's a creator. He's a builder, right? He's a planter. He plants seed. It grows in, in, into this healthy, strong plant. But this plant has to go through a process. You don't just, you know, become a big, huge, healthy, strong tree the next day. Yeah. Takes time. It takes time. So you can feel the reproof is, is love. But I'm sitting there going, man. You're right. I should have done this better. I should be doing this better. I shouldn't be afraid here. I should trust you more, period. I feel like an idiot for not trusting you more, period. And then through the whole time I'm in the hospital, it was one blessing right after the other. And not only that, like the gifts that he showered with me was showing me that this church body has been built in no time flat that he just all of a sudden dropped this church family into my mm-hmm. lap and gave me like so many blessings all at once and this was all through the hospital that this happened this body grew in in this past week that we're just getting through now. Yeah. It fully formed into a body in a week. And we have been, I mean, long, quicker than that. I mean, we've been unified as, as a, I mean, or longer, you know, we, we have our core group of people that have been with us since we started. And then definitely the ministry and the, ch- the home church, though, is specifically what I'm saying is this is the first time that the home church just kind of, pulled together and showed church got to be the church it did and it was so humbling and amazing and fun to watch like i i sat back in the most excruciating awful horrible worst situation i've ever been in yet sit back and watching this was so much fun it was fun like I I was just in tears and it hurt to cry so bad, so all of you that made me cry, which was go, multiple guys. times for days. <laughs> it hurt so bad, but I did. I I was just bawling like a baby in the bed, so many days, <laughs> five. But um, the messages that we got, the fact, the the way that the church came together and literally supported the family with meals every single day and more so um well i like that was god just i don't know like okay i'm not going to give myself any credit i don't know why i don't know why it was so good it was just i don't feel like i deserved that um but he balanced it out so well and that's how you know God too is is you just that balance in there, right? You feel like it's 
This is the worst thing ever. But look at the love and comfort, and this is the best thing ever, so it's totally worth it. Totally worth anything that we're, you know, that we're going through because of how good he is through it and just being able to see him through those. But it took me being focused on him to be able to see it and to be able to understand. If I, my focus is would have been dry, I would have been sitting there just complaining. But instead, you know what he did is he took me out of the situation, healing me, and took me out of a situation, not only healing me, but showing me what I have. And showing me what he's given me and what my duty to him actually is. So that's how I heard him completely clear through that whole process. And, and like I said, sometimes it was just through people that he would give, you know, they would just say things. And, I, and I'm like, okay, Lord, I heard you. I thank you. Most of the time, it was just beautiful, you know. Absolutely, it was it was nothing but uplifting. So, as far as a child, though, how do you hear God speak? Well, today I think Abby is the perfect example of hearing how somebody the Lord speak. Okay, she felt that feeling that you. You listened and you cared about somebody more than you cared about yourself. Yep. That's that's a selfless act. That that's a, that's what. Oh my gosh, for a child? Like, are you kidding me? That's that's not only God speak to you, but that's you listening and honoring. Is that's so you feel like that? You felt like, man, somebody went through a really bad time. I feel like I should help them. That feeling like you should feel, that's the Lord saying, hey, help people. Um, how a child felt to take their own money that they worked hard for. A child. I keep, I keep, I cannot say enough that this is a child, people. Wrong with you adults. I don't see adults that do I know. this. Yeah, exactly. Like, what is wrong with you? Not anybody in our body, but for the most part, I think I speak for a large majority in generality for, for Christianity. Because I don't see this. You don't see this often. But for one to do that, like how a child processes that into literally sending that to somebody, like that's... I don't even think I know how to answer that. I don't, because that's just too much. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as the Lord will speak to you as, as kids. And in in giving you little compassionate hearts, you know, yeah, that's absolutely the Lord speaking to you. And you can know that because that's a characteristic of, of Christ. We know the Lord speaks to us if we can go to Scripture and say, yep, this is how the Lord spoke before. As long as you're not thinking that you're Moses and he's talking to you on top of Mount Sinai. Because as I explained, it doesn't work like that anymore. Because the way that the Lord speaks to us now is through Christ. 
and we have the Holy Spirit, and there's no super him coming down on top of the mount that's unnecessary and he doesn't do that anymore so he speaks to us through the holy spirit in the holy spirit is your is what the world thinks or speaks of as your conscience and we know that that's where God's promise is written on the conscience of ever on every man's heart, and that's where the form of our conscience is. We know good from evil. We know that we can't choosing good is in our ability, and knowing that yeah, in most cultures, killing people is a bad thing. That's God. Now, in its full form, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. But even God gives us a, a every man an opportunity through just his conscience. So there's really no such thing as conscience. It's the Lord speaking. And he speaks to a lot of people. It's just you have to listen. And you have to hear it. And you have to be looking for these opportunities to do things that would honor him. And what are those things? Those are the things that we learn about in the Bible. We know the things that God loves and commands us to do. So usually if you're having a feeling that lines up with that, 100% of the time that's the Lord speaking. And that's how you know. That's how you can guarantee yourself that the Lord is speaking through you. So... Man, a little, a little heart like that. That's you know, and and we have one like that too. You know, well, I think all of our kids are like that, at heart. Um, but I think we have a couple stronger ones too, where you're just like your heart humbles me. But they listen to the Lord because the Lord is speaking to them and moving them, and giving them that feeling, that. Hey. Too good. You're my child just as much as your mommy and your daddy are. You have the ability to love, serve, and obey God just like we do, and you should. And when you do do those things, that's when you hear that. Then sometimes, like, you'll be thinking something, and maybe even your parents will say something, and you're like, what? That's crazy. I was just wanting to ask a question about that. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes maybe they'll answer your questions to your parents. God will speak to you through your parents. Hey, that's, that's his best resource. It's his best way to speak to you. So your parents will say something. but So we know, we know it's the voice of God if it's moving us to do good. I think that's the easiest way for a kid to understand that. If it's something that's telling us to do good and to serve somebody because of your want to be like Jesus. Because that's that Holy Spirit inside yeah. of you, talking to you, moving you, and directing you. That's yep. God. Yeah. So that's how you know for sure. And I think, like I said, I think this is a it, it's a good adult question. It's good, especially good child question. So... 
I cannot thank you enough, Abby. You are the sweetest little thing ever, and I cannot tell your mother to squeeze you. But now, since you're hurt, that's probably not going to be too good to be <laughs> squeezing you. So we're squeezing you from afar, and it you. doesn't hurt. But tomorrow, I'm going out into the world, and I'm actually looking for a surprise for me and you both. So something that me and you both can have. And just to let you know, too, that we are thinking and praying of you. But I never go out, and tomorrow's our little mountain festival that we have in our little local town here. And I think we're going to go check it out tomorrow. And uh, I'm going to look for a little surprise for us there. So we love you, and we hope you get better. And we hope everybody else enjoyed this little little personal podcast too. And hopefully you learned a little something.